0: Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with kid-lit parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Let's see, the votes are in. Mm. It is
1: what? official. What? Who? What? So, Who is voting what? I'm, so, I'm sorry. What?
0: So on our last episode, mm. I at the very end, mm-hmm. I was saying, hey, when we go to KidlitCon, March 28th in Ann Arbor, Michigan, <clears throat> uh, you should go in, like, full librarian attire and uh-huh. I should go in full punk attire, uh-huh. right? And then I thought about it over the weekend and I was like, hmm, I wonder if people think if this is a good idea or, like, offensive or...
1: It's possible. Some people get super offended by the whole librarian bun hair shushing what you know. You right. Know. You know. So
0: I figured, well, let's put it to a vote. Uh-huh. And so on Instagram, um, our handle is few feut- Views number eight, Kate. Mm-hmm. I put mm-hmm. in our story that we're going to be recording live at Kidlit Con, mm-hmm. And I asked, should Betsy go full librarian attire? Buns, sensible shoes, mm-hmm. chain with glasses, and Kate in full punk attire. Leather jacket, ripped jeans, chain wallet. Mm-hmm. And the votes are in. 92% of people said yes, we should do it. What? 8% of people said no.
1: I demand a recount. <laughs> All right, two things. Two things about this. One, Mom said it would make more sense if you wore the librarian outfit Here's and I went all punk.
0: People won't really get that unless they know oh, me and have met yeah. me and understand, you know. So me, yeah. so, I, so I responded also, to her. Also, when it, you go full
1: librarian, you look like me because <laughs> of the glasses. So,
0: yeah. Well, I was yeah. thinking maybe next year. Okay, all yeah. right. But I want people to like... So that was
1: know. comment number one. Comment number two was someone asking, will Kate have a pink mohawk?
0: Ah, no mohawk. Ah, uh, but I can do a fauxhawk.
1: Okay. Well, then yes. You I don't know do about the pink part. I mean, I don't know why
0: they said pink. Maybe because
1: Valentine's Day is coming up. Oh. But we're doing this closer to Saint Patrick's Day, so green <laughs> mohawk. Not sure. By the way, who are you?
0: Oh, I'm Kate. Oh, I'm Betsy. Right. I'm Punk, your librarian. Right. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll stick with those roles, Why not? <laughs> Sounds okay. good. Yeah,
1: makes sense. Story checks out. Uh, what? Why we're we here? Um, to make people vote on things? Sure. And? Oh, kids' books. Sure. And?
0: Voting kids'
1: books. <laughs> right? I thought you did improv. Come on, man. No. Yes, that's true. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah we, we we take children's books, we vote on them to see whether or not they are good or not good and should be considered classics or not classics. Yeah, we vote them a
0: 10 for a classic or a 1 for not a classic. That's right. Now, nothing in between. <laughs> Not a thing Today,
1: I decided to do a famous children's book That has an author that I guarantee you If you asked anybody like me, any advocate of children's literature To tell one fact about this author, slash author-illustrator They would be unable to do so
0: I think I can come up with one, and I don't even know who this person is yet Oh
1: all right, let's see, missy thing. I shall pull out the book, and you will have to figure out which book it is because it's in a compendium of books. So boo da 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 boo boo boo, boo right on the bottom there, right on the bottom there.
0: Hand, hand, finger thumb. By Al Perkins. Illustrated by Eric Gurney.
1: Yeah, I can tell you a fact. Tell me one fact about Al Perkins. He's a male. You don't know that? Could be Allie. Could be Allison. I'm pretty sure it's a fact. Okay, that is actually true. <laughs> um, the his, the history of uh, of easy books is not usually women would not be called Al. Uh, right. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't call her Al. So uh, does that mean I'm a
0: librarian now?
1: Nope. Oh. not even close. But it's sweet. It's sweet. <laughs> it's uh, it's very nice. Why don't you why don't you take that book? It's in, I should say, the big aqua book of beginner books, um, which is. This huge compendium, but it is famous in its own right Go read that thing Okay Now, as I mentioned to Kate, finding information about Mr. Al Perkins is awfully difficult You can find a sort of Wikipedia stub about him, but beyond that there is not a lot to be done Now, fortunately, we have blog posts Specifically the blog, Dadwagon Lord knows if Dadwagon is still going on but. Back in 2010, which Was a decade ago I'm not old, you're old, stop it You're old um, A guy did a whole thing on Al Perkins The mystery of Al Perkins, he said And just how difficult it was to find Information about him And slowly People started to comment with Hey, I knew this, I know this fact I know that fact, until finally And this is how it always works In these cases, Al Perkins's Stepdaughter wrote in uh, her name is Sally, and she gave a whole bunch of information. So who was Al Perkins? Al Perkins was a guy who did Hand, Hand, Fingers, thumb. He did a whole bunch of easy books. Why don't we know who he is? Well, and how did he even get started with this? So it turns out he was Dr. Seuss's roommate at Dartmouth, which is kind of fun. Or I'm sorry, Ted Geisel's roommate at Dartmouth. And Ted Geisel, if you will recall, had a tendency to hire for the beginner book series that he was doing other people that he knew who he thought was talented. Uh, Al Perkins apparently worked for Disney. If you've ever seen the short animated film of The Reluctant Dragon, he wrote that. He was married to a woman who had her own radio show in the 40s on NBC. He started Sport Magazine. Apparently there's just a ton of stuff about this guy. As for the illustrator, because we can't ignore that guy, Eric Gurney. Eric Gurney uh, was Canadian. Yep, also worked for Walt Disney Productions. Do you begin to sense a theme here? It seems that Easy Books were just stealing from animation studios, left and right, specifically one. And uh, he received many awards over the years, particularly from the National Cartoonist Society for his advertising and illustration work. Who knew? Hello, Jack. You're supposed to say, hello, Jake. I'm drumming, Betsy. Then we, then we shake hands, shake hands, I'm shake, too busy. shake, shake, I'm too I
0: busy
1: can't, drumming, I can't, drumming with my... I can't my... hear you over your bongos. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm
0: drumming with my, with my hand, hand, fingers, thumb. You're like a beatnik in monkey form. <laughs> I am a monkey drumming in life with what... A hand, your hand, (laughs) my fingers, your thumb.
1: I half want to go on YouTube right now to see if anyone has done that with this book. Oh, I'm sure. Come on, surely, right? It's too easy. Hand, hand, fingers, thumb. Fingers, thumb? Ooh, nice. That's (laughs) better.
0: See, you're way much better
1: than I am. Years of practice, Well,
0: let me preface this by saying I'm not a huge fan of monkeys, or apes. Oh, and or... they're really not in favor in
1: children's literature right now. I should mention. I mean, we all remember how it went down with Curious George. So... Yeah, they usually are very closely linked to racist tropes, um, almost completely. Also, I'm pretty sure these aren't monkeys. Oh, they have no tails. Oh yeah. So they're this. This is not a monkey book. This so is it's an all ape... a lie. It's All a lie. <laughs> well, I don't know. They, they say they do say monkeys, don't they? They do. Then they, they lied to you, Kate. Yeah. They lied to you. That's okay. That's right. right. I'll get over it. I don't yeah. like him anyway. <laughs> it's all right. So, uh.
0: so let's, so, right. We start off with a, I'm just going to call them a monkey because they're called monkeys in the book. I mean, it's just simpler. Ape
1: right. would have rhymed better, but Whatever. sure, why not? So
0: okay. this monkey on the very first page, he's showing his hand mm-hmm. and it says hand, hand, fingers, thumb. Right. And the first thing I noticed were his mutton chops? Yeah, weird, right? It's vi- when did this come out?
1: Uh, this book came out in 1969. Sort of the height of the thick, furry sideburn. <laughs> I I would argue.
0: I mean, is he on his way to Woodstock? I don't quite understand. He's definitely
1: on his way to Woodstock.
0: <laughs> oh man, the drumming right? and Woodstock
1: and the yeah, monkey would have a good time there.
0: Anyway, I dig the mutton chops. I'm yeah, a fan. Yeah, the, no, the, I have noticed the mutton chops before because
1: you read this book a lot when you have small children.
0: Well, I was going to say, this seems, I, I can see how popular this is with the read aloud because yeah. it's, it, it's fun to read aloud. Can know? I tell
1: you a fun family story? Sure. So one day I had our parents over and I was reading this to one of my children. They were small, probably my daughter since she was the first one. And, and, you know, I'm doing like the one thumb, one thumb, drumming on a drum. And dad looks over and he's like, oh yeah, we used to read that book to you. And I'm like, yeah, I have a sort of a memory of this one. And mom looks over and she's like, never, no, <laughs> never, never was in our home. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it was, mom, because I kind of have a memory. Like, nope, no." <laughs> no. The memory is verboten. This you know was never funny? in our home. Yeah.
0: She, she's in Hawaii right now. Yeah. And, and I can hear her listening to this podcast going, nope. <laughs>
1: never nope. owned it. Never
0: <laughs> crossed the threshold of the home. But it, no, it's fun.
1: You of know. course it's fun. It's, it's rhythmic. It's fun.
0: One thing I don't quite understand though mm-hmm. is, so you get to the page where you have four monkeys, two of them. Are on the apple page. Two of them are on the plum page. Correct. So so it's hand picks an apple, and you have a monkey on top of another monkey's head picking an apple. Right. And then it's on the next page. It's hand picks a plum. Dum
1: dee dum dee dum dum dum. All right. right. Sorry, I just can't help it. It's like Pavlovian.
0: And you have a monkey again standing on top of another monkey's head. The monkey picking the apple only has three toes on each foot, while the monkey Picking the plum Has four toes on each foot You know what that means Kate? What? The monkey with the four toes Is more highly evolved Oh (laughs) I don't know I don't
1: know Where we grew extra toes I
0: just don't That 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 just seems like A weird choice Why would you not What happened to the monkey That that was picking the apple? Well especially because He's he's
1: paying so much attention They make their hands Five fingered like ours are Mm -hmm. I mean the whole thing Is about Like the concentration Is on the hands And the drums
0: even the feet, too, but... Yeah, the feet usually are very one, distinct. This one just falls short, and I can't quite, You're right.
1: Um, He's he, like the only three-toed monkey in the whole book. Did he, like, get into a fight and then have to, like... I'm reminded of the wise song from <laughs> The Simpsons. Some folks will never lose a toe. And then again, some folks will. Like Cletus, the slack John, <laughs> yokel. So clearly, we're going to name that guy Cletus.
0: Okay. Because he's lost a toe somewhere. That was very nice. Mm-hmm. Then I just got to wonder, because now we're at this... Monkeys come and monkeys go. And mm-hmm. now now the monkeys are seeming to I- I- expand a bit. There's, they
1: are. They have more abilities than we have been led to
0: believe. There, there's quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Where are these drums coming from? They're, they're endless. Did they rob a drum store? Were they gifts? Do they make their Do, own drums? That was going to be my next question. Yeah. Do, they, Do make- they tan the hides... Did, then do it. Like when you're born, do you get to make your own drum? Does everyone have their own drum? I don't understand. I don't it. know what
1: monkey culture would uh, mean with drumming, but yeah. It's I don't know where far- these drums came from. Yeah.
0: And if these monkeys are making drums, can they make other things?
1: Possibly. Well, clearly they got the like violins and the Banjos. banjos and somewhere, <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe there's some monkeys that don't want to make drums. Maybe they want to make fiddles. Maybe they want to make banjos. I mean,. They I, must
1: have a really cool monkey band. I do. They got some
0: good instruments there. They do. Yeah. And I do like the hands play fiddles, zoom, 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 zoom page, yeah. because I imagine that <laughs> one of these monkeys is like silently telling the other, point your toes, Jerry, point <laughs> your toes, and kick and kick and kick, <laughs> Jerry. You're not pointing at all. Point, your toes. And then Point we, your toes. And then the next page, it says, dum-diddy-dum-diddy-dum-dum-dum. And you have this big monkey yeah. holding on to these two little monkeys. Little little monkeys. And this one that's kind of like bouncing on the ground, he's like, I don't know. Do you know Jane Silent Bob?
1: vaguely in that I've seen pictures of them. Yes.
0: yes. So he reminds me of Silent Bob. Mm-hmm. I saw him and I was like, "Oh, that's like a Silent Bob monkey." So I think on Instagram we should do a side-by-side of this monkey and Silent, and Silent, Bob. Silent Bob. All right, agreed. Agreed. And then every time you read this book, think to yourself, "Oh, there's Silent Bob. This is the Silent Bob page." <laughs> of
1: hand-hand fingers. And
0: on. anyone who doesn't know Jade Silent Bob you're not missing out on much. So. Right. I, I <laughs> Kevin Smith true. is the guy. Anyway, moving on. Remember Kevin Smith? That was a thing. He was fun. Did he? A lot. Well,
1: that's why we don't recognize him anymore. Yeah, anyway. So I don't know. Yeah.
0: So now we're on to millions of yeah. monkeys. This
1: is where the monkey apocalypse comes. This it's is sort scary. of like Planet of the Apes, yeah, right? It's scary. Yeah, planet, but it's like a drum bass Planet of the Apes. Can you imagine how loud it would be? It'd be super loud. Because I don't think they're just boom. drumming. They boom. seem to be talking boom. as well. Boom. Like, they're definitely, in, yeah. Boom. If the monkey apocalypse comes and they're taking over the world a la Planet of the Apes, if they're doing it with drums, that does make it scarier.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It starts off low. Boom, boom, boom. 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 Gradually gets louder. Boom. The monkeys are coming. The monkeys are coming. They're flying. They're coming. Oh wait, that's Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Oh, okay, (laughs) that's all right. And then it ends with dum diddy dum diddy dum 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 diddy dum diddy dum dum. There you go. There you go. There you go. (laughs)
1: It's not a long book. Nope. Uh, It's an it's an easy book. It's a very simple easy book. It's an easy book that I would argue you don't hand to a child to read on their own. I guess you could. Um, The words are simple. Uh, you know, very short, but because it's so rhythmic, I it's see it as a read aloud. I mean, it's a musical. Yeah, it's like dum diddy dum diddy dum dum dum, hand in hand, more monkeys come, and to the point where I, you know, I had a whole routine when I used to read this to my kids, like because you're drumming on the page at the same time, and when you do the the drumming with the thumb, you're drumming with your thumb, baby. You're just you're just making that puppy go. It's fun. It's a fun book for a parent to read which is why I think it's still popular to this day. Are we at ratings time already? No, I'm still talking. Oh. Good god, man. Good god. You're 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 getting far ahead of me here. I I have to offer a caveat with it. Um, as I mentioned a little earlier, monkeys historically in children's books have been used with racist tropes. Um Curious George being the most famous of these, but to the point where right now if you were to Go out, let's say you go out, Kate, and you want to publish a picture book, and your star is a monkey. There is a very high likelihood that the publisher is going to say to you, we don't really want to do monkeys right now. There's a lot of people looking at how monkeys have been used historically. We're super uncomfortable with this history. Let's do another kind of animal. So there, there was a book that came out, Mac Barnett did, Uh, And it starred a monkey It was going to be a whole easy book series And they changed it to a bunny They actually changed And it really didn't matter That he was a bunny now Rather than a monkey The premise was exactly the same Hmm. So uh, This book It's interesting This has been a lot of criticism For new books It doesn't really concentrate on older ones Except for Curious George And the obvious ones like that Now it's ratings time Oh, now okay. Well,
0: I think um, you know with with the 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 Kevin Smith monkey with the three toed (laughs) apple with the three toed apple picker and the fact that it's a good read aloud. Mm -hmm. I'm giving it a six. Mm -hmm. I just I just hate monkeys, so I can't get no. I totally get that,
1: but they're apes, so it's okay. But then. Mm, yeah, really, really. yeah, I know, but they have mutton chops They do have They're mutton chops They're
0: 1969 And you could make it like a really cool beatnik version
1: but, Oh, absolutely
0: But I can't really go over a six
1: I understand that, I accept it I don't agree with it um, <laughs> And the problem is, of course I'm coming at this from a, not a librarian perspective Because usually that's how I come at these I'm coming from a parent perspective And man, there are some really bad books for kids that your kid will get obsessed with. And then you will literally try to talk your kid into a book like this. You'll be like, how about how, how about Hand, Hands, Fingers, Thumb? Let's do this one. Let's not do that terrible book that was given to you by a relative of mine. No. Please, please, <laughs> this, please, please, please. please. Um, so from that place of desperation, I would like to give it, you know, I'm going to give it a pretty high number for me. Giving it a seven point five. Okay, so it's not that much higher than mine. No, it's not that much higher than yours. I think it's a it's a it's a great book. It's a memorable book. I'm I'm knocking it down for them for the uh, monkey apes. Yeah because again, problematic and difficult. But the rhythm and, and the whole
0: tail no tail thing. And <laughs> the whole tail no
1: tail thing. <laughs> but it's a classic Seriously. But it's a classic. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. A complicated classic. That we'll call it that. <laughs> Alright, letters time! Lots of comments on a chair for my mother, and many comments from illustrators. As it turned out, children's book illustrators. Children's book illustrators like friend of the show, Paul Zielinski. Yeah. We did him. We met him. Oh, we met him! Yeah, did we that meet was, him! Oh, yes! That's good. That's I got good. my picture
0: taken oh, with that's him. It's right Jeez. I was dressed as a lighthouse <laughs> That's right, you
1: were Well we did his uh, Rumpelstiltskin back yes. in the day So that that was a good one um, We could have others of his we should probably do at some point That's a, put a pin in that I'm going to remember that for later So remember, you had pointed out That the cover of A chair for my mother is the same As an interior image, but It has one difference, aside from the name change, you know, it's the name of the diner inside and it's the name of the book on the outside. There's a pigeon perched on top of the diner inside the book and then it was removed for the outside. And why was this? Paul has the answer. He says, On the cover, the pigeon would have had to sit on top of the diner. The corner space is too small because of the long title pushing out the diner's corners and it would have commanded a whole lot of attention for no good reason. On the interior piece, that corner area with nothing in it would have flattened the space uncomfortably, and putting a pigeon in it was a good move on several fronts. Huh. So that's a that's, an, that's man in the know right. talking about the design and layout. I figure like an illustrator... Would
0: probably know better than I would.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, think Paul yeah. actually knew Vera. Um, they oh. were both they were both members of Penn uh in New York, so I'm sure they had many a fine conversation. Maybe she even told him such things. Who knows? And then uh there was a whole conversation um between I believe his name is Zach Rock, he's an illustrator. Um, if people have seen Homer Henry Hudson's Curio Museum. Uh, which I have seen and is quite beautifully illustrated uh, He's the guy behind that He's, however, in Berlin And has unable to get his hands on this book um, And then he got into a big conversation with Harold Underdown about this fact And uh, how he really should should own one um,
0: But that started because it was recommended that we have a YouTube yeah, series he, Yeah, he
1: wondered if we would have like a YouTube channel We've with talked the about the it Yeah, it's a copyright issue, unfortunately I don't think we could get away with it um, because I know that the publishing companies get mad if you show the full... But if we're not showing the full text, if we're just showing distinct images, I think that's fine. As long as we're not, like, reading the whole book, I think we're actually okay. Hmm. So. But then I have to show the inside of my bedroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, you don't. We would set up the camera on your bed... And then we have this background with your very cool uh, flag of Chicago
0: above us. Yeah, so. I have a, a piece of art that I bought that's a piece of it's a wood plagues that looks uh, like the Chicago Who wouldn't want to see flag. that,
1: Kay? Who wouldn't want to see that? That thing's awesome. Thank you. So anyway, if the camera was facing us, I think we could totally do it. But that's just me. Uh, and then Steve Light uh, wrote in. Steve Light, of course, uh author-illustrator of many beautiful board books and picture books, uh, commented that he was a little sad that we left something out. He said, uh, you know, we showed the picture of the dime, and he says, I love this oh, book. on Instagram. It was on Instagram, and he said, I love this book, but you left out my favorite illustration, The Jar of
0: Coins. It just, is impressive. It yeah. is like the, uh, like one of those... You know when you're making beer at home and you have those giant five-gallon glass jugs? You have never made beer at home? Okay I'm well. just
1: blinking here, but you just <laughs> go on, baby. You there just these, keep talking. You have
0: to buy these giant glass jugs. Uh-huh. And, and that's what I imagine she filled the coins oh, with. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of coins. That it, is a lot of coins. It is an impressive illustration. Well, he
1: also loves the chair store, which I just thought was awesome hmm. that he likes it. Also, I should note, folks, in North Kansas City, Missouri, they are working on what arguably could be the greatest interactive children's book museum. They're calling it an exploratorium. Ah. Anyway, uh, don't look at me like that. <laughs> anyway, um, but it's like you could you could interact with physical like things from children's books in new and different ways. They're going to have the chair from A chair for my mother. They're going to have a huge jar, like you're talking about, for the coins. So that when people want to make donations, they can put the coins in there. And it'll go with the chair. See? But it's still not open yet. They've been working on it for years and years and freaking years. And it's supposed to be open in 2020. So sometime this year, folks. Stop on by the rabbit hole in North Kansas City, Missouri. Huh. Gonna do a little plug there. Grown-up things we like. You go first. Okie dokie. Last time, I did a podcast. This time, I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> this is a podcast that Mom recommended. And I find Mom makes good podcast recommendations, particularly when it comes to Brits. So this is a podcast called No Such Thing as a Fish. It's for Brits, though one of them is Australian-British. It's a colony, right? It's a colony. <laughs> Whenever I hear them talk, I'm like, are you American? No, what are you? I can't handle any Commonwealth? Come Anyway. <laughs> commonality. Um So in each episode, there are four people. They bring in one weird fact. And then all of them know this fact beforehand and they research it. So then they have this big conversation where they keep interrupting each other, like, yes, but did you know? Blah 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 blah. Well, but did you know? Blah. blah, blah, blah. And it's very fun. It's very amusing. It's very strange. They come up with very peculiar facts. I love them. I'm s- now listening enough that I'm beginning to distinguish who you know, which voice belongs to whom. There's only one woman, so that's easy. Um, but it's it's bun- done by the guys who do uh, QI, the, the quiz program in, in, uh, in Britain, which is so huge over there. You're giving me a blank look. It's a thing. It's a thing. But if you just want... A fun show of weird facts, um, like there are hedgehog circuses, who knew? Things like that. Uh, it's a great show to listen to. Okay. It goes
0: down real easy. Mine is a binge-worthy show on Netflix. I know, what is it? It's a docuseries called Cheer. It's getting a lot of attention have right now. I heard about this, yes. It's about the Navarro College cheerleading team, mm-hmm. who are like 14-time national champions, And it follows, like, maybe eight different students on the cheer team as they prepare for the national championship. It's very addicting. There's only eight episodes, and I watched the last episode today, and it doesn't end how you think it would, Um, but it's, it's... it will definitely catch your attention, so I highly recommend it It's on Netflix, it's called Cheer I imagine a lot of Halloween costumes are going to be of Navarro cheerleaders
1: Yes, well I think it's coming out at the same time as a filming of Meg, uh, Megan Abbott's Dare Me um, Which is also about cheerleaders, but from the high school perspective uh, And of the two, I think the better one is, is Cheer
0: yeah, I like this one because you learn the different backgrounds of all the different students, you know, a lot of them come from broken homes, and they look to their coach Yeah, the coach, as, I've heard
1: interesting things about the coach.
0: The she's, coach is a little hardcore. She's tough as nails, mm-hmm. but she protects her kids and will do anything for them, and you actually see her do that, which, you know, a lot of people can talk, but she, you, you actually witness her protecting some of her students, which is amazing. Yeah. I highly recommend it.
1: All right. Well, yeah. that sounds good. Yeah. Give me an F! F? Give me a U! U? Give me an S? S? Give me an E! U. That's... What's that spell? <laughs> <laughs> what's that spell mean? Fuzu. Fuzu. <laughs> exactly.
0: K-A-T-E Who do we appreciate? That's Kate! Uh! Uh! That's Kate! Uh! Yeah? You like You were a
1: little too pre-prepared for that. I think I'm just gonna sh- <laughs> stop the show right now. Alright. Alright, so in the meantime, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye. Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at fusekate at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Hadden Kime, and our squad leader is Drew Atienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.